people think you're yelling at me then? Have you ever heard me yell? I don't think I've ever yelled. Yeah. Doesn't suit you. Like some people are like born to yell. Like when they yell, you're like, damn. They grew up in a yelly family and they got it down. I don't think I've ever yelled. You yelled. I think I have. Up the stairs, but not directly at someone. I don't think I have. Yeah. Acting, you yelled. Well, I just sit through a lot of that. Acting doesn't count. Why wouldn't it count? Okay. Are you or are you not producing the sound of a yell? <laughs> I suppose. I so mean. you're yelling. Okay. But like mad at somebody in the moment. I raise my voice, certainly. Mm-hmm. You're more of a whatever and walk away type person. That's your yell. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, whatever. And then you walk away. And it's like, oh, well, I guess we're done. Who'd you say is the best yeller you know? You know who yells a lot, actually, is, is her name Dolores? I, I have no idea what her name is, but the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. It's just constant yelling in the show. For character. Kids yelling at her, her. Lois. Lois. That's her name. Is it? Is that her name? Sure. I think it is. She's a yeller. Yelly McKeller. And Hal is the dad. Yeah. He doesn't yell too much. No. Sometimes. Have you gotten to the roller skating episode yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a great episode. Yeah, it's good. Or he's like to try and teach the boys how to roller skate. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, he's yeah. wearing the entire. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. All righty. So, is it my question? It's your question. All right. So, I can't remember if we've talked about this before. And me being the person I am, I'm too lazy to go through the archives. So, we're going to wing it. <laughs> See where this takes us. As we enter a new year, Specifically 2023, the year of our Lord, 2023. The year of what? Year of our Lord, 2023. Our Lord? Yeah. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Where do you think the calendar comes from? Oh, really? Like the Mayans? I don't know. Boom. And we're off. (laughs) Anywho. Roman Empire. Anywho. Remember AD and BC? We're still living in the AD oh, component. Okay. Do you know what AD is? Yes, I know what AD is. Well, you kind of did the move, so I didn't know. Well, but I remember reading somewhere about more about that. Okay, I didn't know the January, February, March, blah, blah, blah was all based on that. I've just, I just thought it'd be. So what do atheists follow then? There's BC. Well, they just wander through life aimlessly, not <laughs> not encumbered by time or responsibility. Because we're almost at the eight. Well, yeah, we're pretty much. Are we allowed to talk about that? Should I cut this out? Talk about whatever you want. We're not biblical people. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't call yourself God feared. <laughs> well, this is a different tack. Here, we're going to shift gears. Here, we're going to shift gears. We might get two episodes out of this little rant. Being a heathen, as you've (laughs) self-admitted, someone destined for the eternal pits of hell, how important do you feel, at least spiritualism, all the way up to religion, may may or may not be in the upbringing of a child or as a family 
staple. Because we have friends that are very religious, Mm -hmm. right? And cool. I got zero issue with that as long as they have zero issue with how we love our lives. But do you feel that there is something missing? Do you feel that there is something gained? What are your thoughts on spiritualism in a family setting? Well, I do think it is very valuable and not religion and you must not sin. I mean, just don't kill people. Just don't be mean to people. Like just Yeah, my general you know. credo is don't be dick. Yeah. It's hilariously ironic. I get that. Yeah. So, you know, there's all that. But I do think like there's a couple of things that I do love about, you know, if if we're gonna look at religion because we did used to go mm-hmm. and take our girls to what would you call it it wasn't it was religion. non-secular yeah. yeah yeah it was just it was it was yeah it was more of a community-based faith as opposed to a religious-based faith if that makes any sense yeah yeah and just living a good life and you know and i love the community and i do like that aspect of it right that sense of community and coming together and everyone's so just open and willing to help and you know all of those kinds of things and admittedly i was i had friends who were part of youth groups and things like that and i felt like i missed out on so much not so much going to church yeah you're not good at sitting still no but they were always volunteering and you know they like i was helping out once and we were laying pathways out in the mountains just creating paths hiking trails and stuff like that but then we got to go rappelling after you know so there's like lots of those kinds of things lots of fun things to do but yeah i do think the community i do my if she ever listens to this this is the kind of stuff she calls me a hippie all the time and this is exactly the kind of stuff she calls me a hippie on but i do believe in energy and I'm always talking about our nervous systems talking to each other and an energy in the world, right? And I do believe in that, whatever that looks like. Um, So, and, and my higher self. And when I do a lot of my mindfulness and meditation, those kinds of things, I do sort of tap into that, my higher self, whatever that mm-hmm. is. So I think it's a, I think for that aspect, there's some really good pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Just of that's not necessarily tied to mm-hmm. a religion's. Yeah, I mean, I get no, what you're saying, like I, that. You know, like even the ethics. I was just going to say, there's something aspirational about it. But even my code of ethics as a psychologist is aspirational, right? There are standards of practice, right? Where, of course, we're never going to cause harm. We're going to look out for the well-being of people. Um, so there are standards of practice that we just have to follow. Same thing with us with laws. But our ethics are aspirational. So striving towards being sort of our best version of ourselves. That's what it says for psychologists. Being aspirational? Yeah. Well, I was transferring it over to just everyday people. So, but as a psychologist, yeah, we are striving our best to do the work. I mean, there's four different domains that we look at in terms of criteria being, I was just trying to break it down for, you know, everyday language for parents to use. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So do you feel that by us not continuing to pursue some form of religion, be it the, 
community-based or whatever. Do you feel we're depriving our kids of anything? I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily think so. I mean, the community piece, the family piece, like I look at one of my friends who is very religious and a very strict religion, I would say. And and I loved the, you know, growing up, we go to her house, which was an anomaly because usually Sundays were very strict just for families, but there, there's no work. There's zero work on Sundays. It is just family time and games, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there is, yeah, some real good values, you know, that I think we don't necessarily instill. But I mean, that's last week we were talking about values again, right? And our philosophy as parents, that's that aspirational piece that we want to kind of work towards as parents. So I think there are structured practices like that that maybe we're not great at that so more but more of an enhancement so in, much but in terms of religious religion and going and praying yeah. and I, I i don't know i don't think so yeah so, and i mean and it's a difficult question to answer like we went to church for years right for years it was a bit like out east that's 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 for you right you you work and you go to church and you do dances at the town hall and the community center and it's all around the church and that was all fine and at the age that i went there was no nothing more than sunday school that i had to participate in right everything else though was that community piece the buffets and the teas and the i don't remember a lot of volunteering but a lot of a lot of social stuff but we didn't continue when we moved out here right when we moved out west i can count on my on both hands, how many times we went to a church for a non-wedding related event, right? Um, and I don't know why that was. I don't know why. I mean, we were still little, so it was not like maybe mom and dad didn't feel the pressure of it. Maybe they themselves didn't feel it was important. I don't know. But I look at friends that we do have that are religious. And I'm just going to pause for yeah. a quick second. I need to shift. I tore my... I'm seal and I'm in a lot of pain sitting here. So I just need to shift so I can have my leg up. Apologies for the interruption. Oh, better. So much better. I don't know how I'm going to get on a plane tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons were behind it. Right. I know with some of the stories that I've heard, there was a negativity that came with that tightness, right? There was a, at times a judgmental component and a, and an opinionated component that not necessarily was warranted, I think, but I think that's more maritimers than religion. Um, I think being so close knit and being so close together, you're more heavily involved in everybody's lives and, and whatever. But out here, it, you would think it would have made sense to try and establish that relationship to a new city through, right? And maybe, maybe we did. Maybe I just blocked it out. Cause I mean, I know we went a few times, but maybe it's just, they never found one they liked. I don't know. And I mean, you had when you were younger before you moved here, but did you ever again in any point of your life want to search for a meaning of life or God or go back to them? No. No. See, it's interesting because I always, so once I became a teenager, I did, right? I read the Celestine prophecies. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I was interested. I thought it would be interesting to read different versions of 
<laughs> religion ideology. I and I think that too. Like I took theological studies in university, and I mm-hmm. love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was not. It was not internally search based. It wasn't that I was I was looking for something in that. It was more. I was. I was. I yeah. was looking. You know, for for that kind of piece. So. But it's interesting because I never had any exposure as a child ever. I've yeah. never been to church. Though the first time I ever went to church was when I was a teenager for somebody's wedding, right? Yeah. You know, like I, I I did not know anything about any of it. So um yeah, there was a piece of me that did go try to seek it out. So it's kind of interesting. I think, you know, if we do, you're asking, are we depriving our kids? I think they would search for something if if we were mm-hmm. for them to you know, I think that they would go. And, and they may still, right? Yeah. They may have a yeah. point in their lives. So with that then, being that we are heathens destined, blah, 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 blah. If one of the children does decide to pursue that very rigorously, what are your thoughts on it? I would support them. Yeah, you'd be fine with that? Yeah. Unless it goes down cult alley. <laughs> cult alley? Like, <laughs> is that a place? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't need any Jonestown type folks wandering around. But actually, it's really interesting because I've been reading more about that because I'm just reading about the influence of psychology, and uh, they were talking about that. But the circumstances were such that he actually moved them to, I think it was like Central America, oh, yeah. or South America. Or yeah, they weren't on American America. soil. Yeah, so if they were, the chances, the probability that they all would have drank the Kool-Aid. Actually, a student told me it wasn't actually Kool-Aid. It was some sort of, it was something else. But anyway, um, they, they likely wouldn't have. But because they were in new situations, you know, they always say when in Rome, right? You do what the Romans do. And so when you don't know we're in a new place, everybody else is doing it, you know, then you, you kind of get influenced really easily that way. I've read some stories about those that got out mm-hmm. right before it happened. A parenting podcast here, run. Oh, you know, we talk about everything. We talk about religion and Jonestown and you know what we're watching on TV. Um, but it was really fascinating the the reasons people made for breaking away at the last minute, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you think they made a massive investment emotionally, financially, their families, they moved them to a completely different country to follow this religion, to follow this man, right? And at the very last second, it fell apart for them and they ran and they had to get out of there because they yeah. realized yeah. they were in danger. Whereas others... Well, they were trying to... Yeah, people were trying to dismantle it. And so they yeah. figured we will just kill ourselves. Yeah. and But others weren't... Like, it, it's it's always interesting to me to see where, where people's internal psychological breaking point is to, to believe something. But anyways, that's completely not what I, I meant to go down the, the path of. But it, it's... To me, I've I find I envy people that I don't realize are really religious, and there's a weirdness to it because there to those people that I think that truly were raised religious and kind of believe it and kind of do their thing, they don't bang a drum about it. Right. And I think there's a, there's a calmness and a steadiness and a kind of approach to life that I envy because I don't have that capacity. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I think turned me off of it as an organized thing was 
I did encounter a lot of people that were judgmental. I did encounter a lot of people that, you know, weren't following it the way, like in Sunday school, they teach you all the reasons that you want, you, you do it. And you're like, Oh, that seems pretty simple and makes sense. And then you see the real world application of people, you know, you know, ostracizing other people and using, you know, their understanding of it. And it, it happens everywhere. I'm not, I want to be really clear. I'm not saying that this is anything directed at any one particular religion. Mm-hmm. This is merely my experience growing up, right? And so I think that is probably what turned me off of it. And I don't, I don't do well with ultimatum-based approaches to things. Do this or else. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, I struggle with those. That's why my university career was so stellar do this or else or else what um well that that comes down to like the standards i'm just thinking of psychology like the standards of practice you must not thou shalt not right and so but whereas the ethics are more aspirational and so that's kind of the piece we're trying we're aiming to be good people sometimes we stumble and but yeah it's that judgment and judgment that's placed on others and i think you're bang on those that see it as as a constant um, journey. That sounds super cliche, but but you you never achieve it, but you always try and attain it, sort of thing. Those that feel they've attained it are the dangerous ones. In any inside religion or out, anyone that truly feels that they're perfect at any one thing is usually the person you must stay away from. Mm-hmm. But that'd be to me the only thing that I wonder about in terms of you know. Is there something there that we could be teaching the kids more about? Um, but I don't know, right? I like to think that, you know, my, let's call it accumulated seven or eight years of a devout Christian lifestyle. It's prepared me for the rest of my life, but that'd be really the only thing, right? Like to have, to have the ability to approach things, challenges in life, you know, how to focus, how to, how to, just simply put your head down and do what you believe is right, you know, without turn harm and any others. I don't know if we are instilling that. I like to think we are. Like, I don't yeah. think we're teaching our kids to go out and mm-hmm. spit on people, well, spit on people or anything, anything bad like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's. I think that's why like the values piece is really important. And that was something I actually, I was going to sit down once January slows down a little bit. <laughs> Will it slow down? Probably not. So maybe we're looking at July, but, you know, really, I mean, we've had the values talk. What kind of kid do you want to be? Student do you want to be? Sister do you want to be? And I mean, with Maya now, when I talk about energy and all of these things, she's like, oh my God, you're such a hippie. See, mom, you're a hippie. That's proof. But, but, But Willow is really open to like just the mindfulness and the meditation. And there is a lot of of talk around just you know we we're all in the same boat you know like i love the analogy of we're all in traffic so we can try to rush ahead but just remembering we're all people all trying to get somewhere you know who's we're all kind of stuck in that so that normalization humanization piece but it's really interesting i i think a big piece just around the religion i mean the the judginess you know the the rigidity um but i've been reading 
a lot about, I don't know why, like it's not one book. It just seems to be cropping up in different articles and things like that. There's one recently, actually, I think it was in my Influence of Psychology book. Dr. Reed, I think her name was, I can't remember, but essentially she was getting these telepathic messages from aliens, right? That who are coming to save a few people from earth and the, the earth is going to be flooded, right? And actually we were talking about another leader. I won't call out specific religions because they're, it's quite big, but um, another leader who started another religion, right? Who from a young age had all of these mm. insights, people talking to them. And when we see these stories and like the one, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he must be bipolar or psychotic or, you know, there's psychosis or whatever is yeah. going on. And I think that's really scary too, right? Uh, um, just people blindly following and believing and they're usually so charismatic and <laughs> just great influencers. So I'm always wary about those kinds of things. I think I've kind of gone off track here, but <laughs> I think we went off track since this wasn't even the original topic of conversation anyways, just yeah. kind of came up. So along with the values component, what personally do you think we could do better to try and emulate some of the more communally based or community based or um, aspirational components of what we see in our friends that practice religion, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. Those that we we think might do a good job of it. Well, the community piece, I think we're not actually terrible at just because the girls are active in sports. And so we've got, you know, a, a sort of that community. Um, I, I do, and we've talked about this even in episodes of just the girls being more part of their school community too. So that's yeah. another place that we can really do that. I think we do little things like over the holidays, you know, we dropped off treats to the fire station. I mean, that's just one little thing, but I even just in around our house, there's little things that we could be doing, like sending birthday cards, finding out everyone on our cul-de-sac when their birthday is, you know, yeah. like, I think we could build community that way. And then the values, and I know we've talked about this before on previous episodes, but just, you know, debriefing our day, what went good? Mm -hmm. What's one thing we could do a little bit better, you know, in terms of nurturing a relationship or I think that's the biggest thing is just the nurturing of the relationships in our lives. It's not so much about homework and this and that. I mean, that's <laughs> something we're always going to battle. What's most meaningful in your life? And and what are you doing every day, bit by bit, yeah. you know, to, to sort of do those things. And for me, it's, I really think it comes down to helping others, right? That's where the connection is. That's where the community is. That's where the spirituality is. Uh, all of those kinds of pieces. So f for me here, it'd be looking at how can we do more of that? Yeah. Because um, they were excited this year. Finally, you know, COVID's lifted and firemen are willing to take whatever treats we've got. And they were really looking forward to that. And I think doing more of those kinds of things can be positive. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think for us, it always comes down to planning and execution, right? To say it is one thing to do. It means we got to sit down and actually map it out. And that'd be the only thing. I think if we do sit down and map out the next values conversation, then I think associated with that is 
what values can we demonstrate within our own community or what can we do within our own community to start? And community can be a loose term. We can define it as small or as big as we want to. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably not a bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Maya, Maya's about to get a taste of volunteer life here pretty soon, which I think is great. Um, but it's not selfless volunteer right to i mean it is like it's 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 at the military museum and it's going to be the great thing about it is it helps tell the story of you know all those before and stuff like that but there's a personal interest on her part as to why that's a great fit but what else can we do right i think becomes is there anything else are we awesome and just don't know it i don't know (laughs) i don't think so right i think there's a lot more we could do but i think yeah as it comes down to that value conversation we should sit down and map out what else we can do right and and Try and tie it in maybe to some other things that we feel we don't, we're lacking, which is more of that social time as a group, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're so, like, just filling out the calendar for January and February yesterday, or this morning when I ruined your new field of snow, It um, it's busy. Yeah. Our next two months are crazy busy. So I look at that, like, where do we inject some non-rank, non-holy cow, we got to get there time, and I don't know. I don't have a great answer. I know. Right. But I think, I think it's, it's that to me is the one thing that we as a duo probably need to try and focus a bit more on. And it's not to say that we don't, it's not to say that we've never done in the past. It's just the reminder of, as we go into a new year, you know, we're hopefully going to get a little bit of a reset here with a, with a little breakaway. And and I'd like to think that coming back, we're a little bit more rested, a little bit able to kind of get our thoughts together and see if we can capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Excellent job. Way to pivot. All righty. Good day. Good day.